Once again it's on Once again it's on Once again it's on Once again it's on Once again, it's on. A kinesthetic, the podcast. The shooter's role is the show. I'm joined via Skype with my main man, the smoothness. What's happening, baby? What's up, baby? What's going on, my brother? That's right. No, we we here. We here. We're talking we all wrong. things. We're talking all things. The last dance. Um, the final two episodes, man. Uh, uh, wow, time has passed. Uh, so quickly yeah, that man. we're here. Um, so, you know, we're looking at episode nine. Let's start off with episode nine. You know, the, the, the premise of episode nine, the Bulls face stiff challenges to their reign in 1997 against Utah and in 1998 versus Indiana. And of course, role player Steve Kerr makes his mark on the dynasty. Uh, episode nine starts with that wonderful story, Reggie Miller black jesus that black cat jordan what do you remember about that story had you heard that story before yeah i'd heard the story before um at some point i was a huge reggie miller fan as well um so i started to follow a bit of reggie's stuff and then i heard about that story and then i saw the fight i think it was through was it come fly with no it wasn't come fly with me um which one was it was it the air up yo i can't even remember which it was it um, was with what the Reggie, the Reggie time. I think it was airtime. Yeah, where it, where it shows him with the getting into the fight with Reggie. It was one of those MJ DVDs. It's one of the MJ DVDs, but it's also on the Reggie Miller documentary, Reggie versus the. It's Knicks. also on Reggie versus the Knicks. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. Winning yes. time, winning time, winning time. <laughs> that is now that. You know what? <laughs> there are a lot of people talking about a lot of the thirty for thirties now because we were talking about Rodman's one, the Pistons. I think we've also spoken about it on the show. If you've got time, go check out Winning Time, Reggie Miller. It's the man, best. People need to know about Reggie Miller, man. <laughs> anyway, hey man, people need to know about Reggie. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So no, yeah, no. so that's and, that's and, kind and of and Winning Time. Winning Time is the best. Is the Winning best. Time you gotta, is the you gotta best. Gotta check man. it out. Winning Time, oh, Reggie Miller goodness. versus the New York Knicks. Oh <laughs> man, I feel like we could do a whole show just on that alone. I, mean, I think Reggie we very Miller. well might do a whole show on that yeah. because um, and I wanted to even talk about those those Pacer teams because I really. I actually like that Pacer team, the one because you know Jalen Rose, as you know, is one of my favorites uh, from the Fab Five, and up until that point, his career was kind of not going, wasn't living up to his potential until he was traded to the Pacers. Larry Bird became his coach, and Larry Bird brought out the best in Jalen Rose. So I I, I had love for those Pacers team. But back to Reggie, he he won his Sixth Man of the Year um, at at Pacers, right? Yes, he did. He did. Nice. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So back to Reggie. Yeah, so you were back saying. to Reggie. Back to Reggie. So yeah, man. Um, you know, so I I, I really started to, to to dig Reggie, and I just liked the whole. Remember, I've told you I like the trash talking and all of that. And he always brought. He always seemed to be that one player that didn't give a damn. You know, just didn't give a damn. Was out there to ball, had mad skills, and was able to back up. You know, his trash talk. So um, uh, so I I knew about I knew about that incident. Um, I was I was. I wasn't too sure that they were going to add it though, but, uh, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that they, that they did. But I think it was a good way to kind of draw in the audience, you know, with, with that kind of scene yes. opening it up. It really yes. just drew it in. Um, yeah, I thought that was dope. I really did that. 
and Reggie is a great Reggie is a great character because even later, even later on in the thing when he says I gave Jordan a light a light <laughs> shove like he pushed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh Reggie but and you know and one thing I don't did you see the whole fight I'm sure you've seen it obviously you have you know that yes, MJ yes, 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 yes. stayed in the game and Reggie Miller got kicked out in that fight, in that fight scene, the one in the beginning. Yes, 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 MJ yes. literally punched Reggie Miller in the face. <laughs> Reggie Miller was literally, he didn't even get to throw any punches. And he got te- he got a tech and he got thrown out the game. MJ ended it, up shooting the technical free throw. <laughs> and he missed. <laughs> I think there's a there was a similar story. I was I was look I was listening to John Starks talk about a time when he and Jordan almost got into it, and Starks was like, I got kicked out the game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, hey man, that's he, he, that's why he's black Jesus, man. Hey man, that's why I love that story. Jesus. Yeah, I love that story so much. The black cat, black Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I said I never dope. called him. He said, I just <laughs> these are the names I refer to. Um, uh, the 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 th- it then moves very, it moves swiftly to the Utah Jazz part one, i.e., the first time they met them in the finals that year, and and what I, I one thing that I missed was the. If you remember the trash talk when Malone was at the at the at the line and mm. Pippen went to him and said, you know, the mailman does after he missed the free throw or just before the mailman mm. doesn't deliver on a Sunday. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I remember. <laughs> I, I actually I thought that was so good. I didn't yes. believe that it was actually I thought it was a myth that he actually said that. I didn't know that he actually did say it until you know, later on, you know, then we started seeing this actual footage and I could actually see that he did actually say that. I thought a writer, because I read it somewhere. I didn't, I didn't hear it from Pippen. I read it on one of those, um, I think it was a Slam magazine article. And, mm. like, and then Pippen walked over to, 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 uh, to the mailman and said, hey, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays and he ended up missing. I thought it was just, I don't know. I thought it was just made up because it just sounded too good, you know. It's but uh, but it's, but clearly this is probably the that's probably the best trash talk line of all time. I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna throw no, it out. It's the best I, line of all time. I would say I agree with you. It is the best line of all time. And we've even spoken on this show. You more of a trash talker. Last week you were talking about counting down. <laughs> you were counting down. I'm gonna score forty. Um, I think the most trash talk I ever managed, and I like I said, I'm not that. It was after the game. I remember one game I'd, I'd done. I had one guy really biting on my on my on my up fakes. So I, yeah. So after 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 the game, I was saying to him, "I had you jumping like a kangaroo, man." <laughs> <laughs> That's the limit of my trash talk after the game. <laughs> You remind me of Steve Kerr. And man, shout out to Steve Kerr, though, man. Shout out, shout to, out Steve to Steve Kerr. Kerr. There's one thing that this thing, you know, that's why I, I love this documentary because it's really giving even us avid, like, basketball, you know, purists, doctors, you know, with our doctorates in the yes. game. There's certain things that are coming out here that even I either didn't know or don't remember, you know, just because of, the, you know, when it happened. But Steve Kerr yes. came up really, really huge in Game 7. Yes. Really huge. He gave seven against the Pacers, by the way. And I mean, yes. Reggie Miller even came out and said, listen, and I'd heard this before, but he, he, re- he reiterated it again this week. He's like, listen, man, I, we were prepared for Scotty. We were prepared for Michael. We were prepared for Dennis. We were not prepared for Steve Kerr. And those 11 points that Steve Kerr dropped were 
the biggest points of the game. Every every time he scored, it was at a pivotal stage in the game. In that last three that he hit when uh, Rick Smiths uh, lost the jump ball to Michael Jordan. According to Kerr, and I think even um, Mark Jackson says the same thing, that if they win that jump ball, they believe that they would have won the game. Because the sequence yeah. was that they got the jump ball with Rick Smiths and Michael Jordan. Uh, Rick Smiths loses the jump ball. The ball fumbles around, ends up uh, in Steve Kerr's hands. Steve Kerr pulls up, trains a three, boom. Then the game is tied. At that point in time, the, the paces were up by three. And I think there were about two minutes to go. So if they win that game, if they win that jump ball, you know, there's an p- opportunity for them to go up five, um, maybe even six. But as opposed to that, now it's a full swing. Steve Kerr hits the three and the game is tied. And I think all the momentum literally just shifted over. I think Jalen even said the same thing. Like literally after that jump ball, you know, he said, Jalen says it was like, it was like we, were, we, we all of a sudden they were playing against a JV team. <laughs> Everything was going in. <laughs> um, and, and, and the other thing about Steve Kerr, shout out to the humor and also the story of his dad. I mean, I really found, I found this, um, these episodes, I mean, we spoke about last week being very emotional. I really found these episodes very emotional, actually. Yeah, and especially even that part when they went into Steve Kerr, um, and obviously the assassination of his father yeah. and, and just how they brought his mom in. I really like that about this kind of storytelling where you can peel back the layers and let people get an insight. So when you look at Steve Kerr, especially for younger, you know, you think of him as the coach of the Warriors. You know, he's outspoken politically. But now, you, and if you didn't know, I mean, I knew the story before, but I'm saying if you didn't know, you now see a totally different side. The side you're talking about where he shows up big in those games and then obviously the tragedy of losing his father. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, um, was, it, was, it was great, man. Yeah, so now that series, why I brought up the the mailman line, because I thought, because that series is obviously known for the flu stroke food poisoning game, which we'll get to yeah. in a minute. But I, yeah. I really, I was really hoping that they would put in the Pippin thing, because I think that summed up a whole bunch of things. And, and even they said, and there's a great story on ESPN.com now, which is about that, just that line. Um, and that whole thing. So it's a great read if you get it. But like how <laughs> how Pippen himself didn't really talk Why are you trash. Being so selfish for him to come with, with info, that, like, man. You gotta send that through to me, man. Huh? You telling oh, me? You te- you're telling our listeners, I mean, what about your boy? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> There's an article about about this. <laughs> Dish the rock, I'm, I'm, Dish I'm, the rock. Know. I don't know you like this, man. <laughs> <laughs> my I don't bad, know the my side bad, of you, man. That's strange. <laughs> uh, I'll drop off. I'm giving you live live updates, live updates, live updates. I'm living in the moment. I'm living in the moment. <laughs> but don't worry, I'll dish the rock. But uh, but um, the flu food poisoning game again for me. Obviously, that game has mythical mythical proportions because it just yeah. sums up. It sums up this man. In, in more ways than none. How is the five guys delivering the pizza there? <laughs> man, look, I don't want to lie to you, man. I would have been one of those five, B. I would have been one of those. In all honesty, those guys were, were really timid, in my opinion. I would have, as soon as that door like opened one inch, I would have just spread through that door, B. <laughs> no nah, man, no. Nah, I, I don't know, man. That um, 
I, I, look, that story, I don't know, Aki, but it's, 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 I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird. It's a very weird situation. He, I know he was genuinely, I mean, you could tell. I mean, it, there's some people that have come out and said it was all a lie. I mean, who was it? Was it Jerry Sloan who's, who, who really just, I mean, he shoots down that whole thing and says he was not sick and they just did it to kind of get the Utah Jazz off their heels and so on and so forth. But everything around that thing is very mysterious to me. Definitely. It's very mysterious to me the, how it all came together. The but food. the one thing is that one thing that's certain is that he, he definitely put on a cape and did some shit that day. Oh yeah. And I mean just that image of like um um of um Pippin carrying him off the yes. court. I mean that's just yes. basketball poetry. Yeah. No doubt. And um no doubt. and and um it even it even took me way back because um <laughs> Stuart Scott, rest in peace. He had on Sports Center, he had the classic Michael Michael, can't you see? Sometimes your yes. threes just hypnotize me. <laughs> hypnotize me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, RIP Stu Scott, man. Wow, that dude. Oh man. I sometimes used to watch Sports Center just for Stu. Like even if he was you know how usually Sports Center we'd be waiting for the basketball. Uh yes, for me, yes, yes, I yes. would watch it. Even if I knew there wasn't going to be any like enough ball content on the day, just so I could hear Stu Scott, you know, dropping his lines, he was no, for amazing. Sure. And and true story on that sports center thing because what remember at that time you didn't have um what's the name nah, even forgetting where you could fast you know you could you, you would so I would record that's the one yes. so you you have to watch the entire <laughs> yeah. sports center yeah. to get yeah. to the two minutes of basketball yeah, that basketball. you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, but goodness. Stu Scott was great man he 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 had those he had the I mean you know I still use that cool as the other side of the pillow <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah man no he had them he there's had another them. one I ones. remember there's another one Sharif Abdurrahim was taking a shot and he said I shot the Sharif <laughs> it was just like <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was, Stu he was Scott, the rest Stu in Scott. peace, man. You Stu gave us, Scott, you gave man. it to us. Um, but uh, that flu game was, was amazing, and uh, and um, you know, and and it's just like Michael, Michael, Michael. Game seven of that Pacers. What do you remember of that that pivotal game seven? Because I'll tell you. We, you know, we were discussing this before when I said like that was the beginning of now ESPN is showing the games and we start having these going to people's houses at three o'clock in the morning to watch the games. That entire game, I was shouting at the screen because the Bulls were playing so badly. <laughs> you know, it reminded me of, remember the Lakers and Celtics game seven? Where, yeah, there was only one game seven finals that they played. It reminded me a lot that they remind like it, it was very similar because remember how in game seven, except I was on the other end of the spectrum because I was I was uh, supporting Boston. This is when uh, PS and Kobe <laughs> were going at it. I was support if you remember, I was supporting Boston. <laughs> you know? Yes. You know, sometimes you lose also- your way. Sometimes you lose your way in ways <laughs> I never fully understand. <laughs> Remember, my love for Kobe started very late, man. <laughs> very, very late. Uh, <laughs> very late, uh, very won't. late, very late. Remember those Alan Iverson, you know, and he did my boy Alan wrong. And uh, yeah, after that, me and Kobe weren't friends for a long time. But, you know, as as the great ones always do, they eventually just win you over, you know? 
So, uh, so you never know. Maybe there's hope for LeBron. But um, <laughs> anyway, but 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 so it reminded me of that of Game Seven, LA versus Boston, because Boston was playing well, right? But they just couldn't like push. They just couldn't get LA off. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and with the Pacers, I remember the Pacers playing so well, but they just couldn't. They couldn't get over them, and Chicago just kept chipping back at you. And they seemed to be playing so badly. It was just, you couldn't understand how they were still in the game. That's how I saw it, at least. You know, I thought, as you know, they just played a, a bad game. But then in the last five minutes of the game, everything just then, you know, everything turned around. It was such a nerve. It was a, it was a difficult game to watch. You almost like those yeah. types of games, sometimes I feel like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't enjoy those types of games. Like it's too hard. You know what I mean? You, you're literally. <laughs> You know, you're throwing things around the house. You're, you're, you're punching the walls. I mean, you're, you know, it's it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. So that that night, my friends and I was part of us from the UCT basketball team. And they were just laughing at me. They were like, can you calm down? I'm like, no, man. Just da, 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 da. They laughed. That's, so that's, <laughs> what, what, that's what I remember. What is he doing? I, yeah. What is that? I'm like, what's he doing? Come on, man. What's this? And then, <laughs> and then as you say, when they finally pulled away, I was just like, ah. Thank God. I feel like I was playing the game. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, no, no, I haven't no, stepped on any court. Game, really, really great game. And I mean, shout out to, to the Pacers, man. They had a really, really good team. And it just seemed like they always believed that they could win. You know, you get the sense that with the other opponents that the Bulls played, they always felt, it always came across like they, they felt uh, um, um, outmatched. It always seemed yes. like that. But with the Pacers... It wasn't like that at all. You know, it seemed like they really believed that they could win. And they had all the pieces. I mean, Rick Smiths and those Davis brothers, man. I used to love the Davis brothers, man. The those Davises, guys were just, man. The, the, the Davises, Davises, man. <laughs> I, you know, those, I, I literally thought that they were brothers. And so, <laughs> <laughs> the Davis boys. But anyway, um, yeah, they man, were the precursors to the Wallaces. They were the precursors to Detroit. Yeah, the yeah, Wallaces. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. No, I love yeah, I love so, I love no, them. It was, it was and great, man. I love them. And um also what I like is that in that in that moment again, another thing I like about the documentary filmmaking wise, even having time to deep dive into the the Gus, the security guard and his story, and you know, yeah. Jordan giving him the game ball. It's just so beautiful and so intimate. And um and then <laughs> Michael congratulating his teammates on that win, which I thought was also a very beautiful sequence because obviously you've seen him berate them and all that stuff. And to also show that side that, yo, this is the game. And at the end of the day, you push each other so that you can enjoy this success. Yeah. And we all enjoy it together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing um, that I, I, I liked what he said. You know, he's like, listen, I want you guys to, this is not just about me winning. It's about us winning. You know, we're winning this thing together as a team. And you want, I want you to feel, especially the new guys. It was like, I want you guys to feel this, you know, the, 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 the pride and the joy of actually being a winner. But in order to do that, you got to do this, brothers. <laughs> and then still talking trash to Larry Bird after they, after they beat, <laughs> after they beat them. <laughs> he just never, he just never stops, um, MJ. Um, and then, and yeah. then that's a great segue to, Episode ten, which is uh, you know in the in the caption, 
obviously the build-up to concluding the last dance and then their reflections on 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 the dynasty. The one thing I did like was Mark Vansell at the beginning when he talks about Michael Jordan. I think we can talk about this more a little bit today. We can also talk about it when we deep dive next week. But like, what was the yeah. thing that separated Jordan? Is that is that thing that he talked about is that that guy was always present and that's the separator. He wasn't he mm. wasn't thinking about failure. Why should I worry about a shot that I haven't taken yet? And mm. and I know you, you know, we've spoken about the psychological aspect, but I really thought he 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 nailed it. Like that's the thing. So many of us, I can speak for myself as a basketball player. I was terrified going to games just like terrified, just just completely terrified. Um and never fully realizing one's potential. And, and, and that always was my thing, like this mental block of not being present, of thinking you're going to fail and blah, blah, blah. How, 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 how did that quote hit you? And how, how were you yourself able to always overcome and take some of that Jordan DNA? Um, look, I always, and I, used, I, I mean, I, me and you used to speak about this when we'd go play and I would try and, you tell you like listen man how it works is you know you put it i mean if you remember i tell you put in the time in 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 practice you know you put it you you already know what your skill set is why would you be worried about not being able to do stuff that you already know you can do you know Mm. and that's where Mm. i think the importance of the preparation comes in and i think that's why people like him and kobe were so similar because they took that preparation so seriously so that when it came time to perform you know, you 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 just the preparation is more difficult than the performing because now you're going to perform on stuff that you already know how to do. When you're preparing, you're still going through the grit and the grind of preparing. You know, you're putting yourself through your paces. It's tough, but now you're on the now you're on the stage and you've done the preparation. So, you know what what is there to be anxious about? You have to now be present in the moment to execute on all of these things that you've been preparing for. And you know you've done the work, and that's why it's important to be genuine about, um, or intentional rather, intentional is a better word, to be intentional about how you prepare, intentional about getting better. You need to be intentional about wanting to be the greatest. You need to be intentional about wanting to have a great game so that when it's time to be in the game, you're literally now just... You're, you're, you're there, you know what I mean? You're in the game and now you're just doing what you've already spent all this time preparing for. And I think it resonated very well with me because I, I tell, I even tell my brother all the time, like, that's just how you do things. I mean, and it, that's why it's also important to do what you, what you love, you know, so that the preparation side of things is, it's not, it's not too, too taxing on you. It's something that you look forward to doing. When you find those things that you're passionate about, and that you put in the time for, you work for, and that you are ready for, then, hey, man, then you get on the stage and you just perform, my brother, you know? No, absolutely. True. Uh, uh, preach. Preach. <laughs> preach. <laughs> <laughs> and and, it's, and, and, I, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. And I found, like, for me, you know, as I've spoken about, the lessons of basketball have helped me as a filmmaker because everything you're talking about there is how I approach my work as a filmmaker, which is the thorough preparation and all that stuff. Yeah, but, I've seen. You. But 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 <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I've but but you know, in basketball, yeah. But in basketball, 
I, I just, even, even when you practice, I mean, obviously, you know, but I'm speaking of that's just, you know, and, and as you say, we've spoken about this. I remember we would be playing and I'll do something. You're like, no, no, no. Why don't you just do that other thing that you, you know what I mean? The thing that, that you're you, very, that you're very good at. Why are you hesitating? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you hesitating? And I think that that, that, I, that's part of why I always admired people like yourself and, and obviously Michael Jordan, who, you know, like they just never entertained that on the court. And, 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 and even my, like, even my brother, who was like far better basketball player than I was, he just got into a place where he could, he could be at his best. And, mm-hmm. and I really admired that. And I think you, you've honed it down. If you've done all the steps, you can, you can take the shot and you can, you don't yeah. have to worry. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, we saw in this series, he double clutches at three points. Yeah. <laughs> that almost goes in. Yeah. And everyone's gasping for it. Like, oh my God, everyone believes that thing is going in, which it almost did. You know, but uh, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I like that part as well where he plays to that, and he's like, you know, everyone was. I had everyone on their on their on their heels there, and everyone thought it was gonna go in, right? That was entertaining, but uh, exactly, but yeah, I wasn't um, like Jesus on that night. Yeah. So episode episode uh, episode ten takes us into the that final series with Utah, and you and I spoke about this way, Dennis Rodman. What mm. I like about these guys is when they take their load management. You know, they're not taking load management to chill at home. He's going to Vegas and he's going to he's going to play with Hulk Hogan. Jordan, Jordan takes time off. Jordan takes time off, but he goes to become a baseball player. <laughs> he's going to the W. What do you remember? What do you like we said, like I I I remembered it, but it was like when I when when I saw it, I was like, oh yes, I remember this. Yeah. I I had completely forgotten about that. Completely forgotten. And um uh I just remember like you were saying when when the commentators were making some of the calls. In fact, no no no, what I remember was Jordan in a post uh post game interview when they were talking about the game and MJ was like, you know, and and I remember this press conference uh so vividly. He's like, you know, I know you guys were expecting to come out here and you're probably expecting to rag on Dennis about everything that happened. But then the guy comes up huge, grabs all these rebounds and then ends up hitting the two biggest free throws of the game. And they showed those free throws actually in the thing, in the, in the, in the last dance episode where I think it was two yes. minutes to go. He grabbed a very pivotal rebound, got fouled, got to the free throw line. I think the Bulls were up by three. So this was kind of to secure that lead. And he went up and, and, and hit both free throws. And for those that don't know, Dennis Rodman was not a great free throw shooter. <laughs> he was not a great scorer. You know, but Dennis wasn't about putting the ball in the basket at all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I remember MJ making that 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 comment, you know. But now, after watching the episode, it's like it's all coming, you know, like full circle, you know? And the whole Rodzilla thing. Like I'd, I'd heard the term Rodzilla before, but I just never, you know, it just never came together. You know, it just came together nicely with um with this last episode, but uh, that's crazy, man. I mean, imagine yeah. like, um, during the finals, that would be crazy the in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that would be crazy in the regular season. He's doing it in the finals, um, and again, it's like you could break something, Rod. You could break you know something. What I'm saying? Oh my goodness. And then I love the fact of them trying to that's why the behind the scenes that cameras, the behind the scenes camera, him escaping the journalist. And these journalists thinking they can outrun a professional (laughs) athlete. (laughs) With cameras on their shoulders. 
There's it's something actually so- that I, I need to I also need to bring up. There's something I noticed in episode ten, and I and I and it it I kind of got flashbacks of previous episodes. Dennis Rodman has these pajama pants that he seems to wear all the time. They're like either red, they're checkered red and black, or checkered blue and black. Like all, even to practice, he wears like. I want you guys to look out for that. Again, look out for that. Dennis Rodman no, no, no. literally wears these two pairs of pajama pants all the time. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking, I was thinking like, and it was a, it was a moment of like. He's not even trying to dress properly here. He's like, he's, he's like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a millionaire, whatever the amount of money was making that year, three million a year. But I'm going to rock these check pants and this white T-shirt. That's when you know you're rich. <laughs> and these slobs. They're little slobs of slobs. his. Yeah. Nobody's asking Dennis Rodman how many sneakers he has. <laughs> oh, man. Dennis, no, 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 Dennis, you're right. Dennis. He's like... And then, and then, obviously, we come to what we, what we, what what I feel is like the definition of everything. That ultimate game six, uh, um, the calm before the storm. Everything for me comes together in that game for all those characters. For Pippin, bad back, mm. but redemption in the sense like not, not the migraine, not the one point eight seconds. I'm gonna grind this thing out. He has yeah. his redemption. Rodman yeah. has his redemption. They all, and of course, Jordan has the best game of all. Like, doesn't matter the 69 points, the 63 of it, but this, everything came together. Uh, I might get emotional chatting about this game, but, 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 <laughs> yeah. but, but what, what's your Let feeling go, on brother. this game? Hey, man, what's your feeling on this, on this particular game? Um, for me, it really solidified. MJ's goat goat status for me. I think for me, this is that thing that I I feel the 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 millennials and other people just don't they didn't get to experience. So and that's why they just can't understand why you know why we are so you know fanatical about this guy. For me, I always knew Jordan was great, and at that point in time, I'd already decided that you know what this guy you know he's he's probably he's, he's the greatest of all time. But he was still in the same you know bracket or breath as the birds and the magic and all of that yes he's ahead but he's with these guys but watching that game and 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 being as close to the series as 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 i was um in terms of catching all the games and kind of knowing what's happening building up and you know seeing scotty go down for me the part when scotty went down i literally i was so i was scared you know because i knew that if they lose that game it's going to a game seven and they're not going to win a game seven. Pippen's not going to, because I've had a back injury before. Back injuries are literally debilitating. You can't do anything. There's no lateral movement. You can't jump. Mm. So with a player, a player like Scottie Pippen and with that skill set, you know, it renders you, you know, useless. Um, so MJ literally had to dig in deep. And I remember just sitting there and watching the game and I could see how exhausted he was. I was tired just watching him, you know, kind of burn his tank out. Seriously, I was just, I was tired, you know? And mm. the way he just kept digging deep, it was, it was the embodiment, embodiment. Yes, it's a team sport, I know. But this literally was one guy taking 11 or what, 15 people, putting them on his back and carrying those people over the finish line. That is what this game was. And for me, I have never seen anything like that previously. 
and I'm yet to see anything like that post. And that's why for me, and I don't see, and I can't see a scenario where that would happen again. Um, but until yeah. it does, this guy is a, he's way, he's head and shoulders above anyone else when it comes to the greatest athlete of all time. Absolutely. And um, to your point, when, when, what I like about that game is that he, he understood, let me keep them close. So he didn't, it's that thing again, it's like he didn't bag it, he didn't park it. He was like, we can stay in this if we keep the, if we stay close to them, give ourselves a chance to win. And just mm-hmm. having that mindset of every time, and, and you know, I told you I rewatched that game. I don't know if you had a chance to rewatch the actual, the Not full yet. game. Not but yet. but Not when yet. you do, you'll see what I'm saying. Like you could just see like, if the Jazz got ahead a little bit, money will come down and do something, bring them close. Yeah. And just that presence of mind, it is the thing, and I think I think it's that he earned everything. You know, he 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 was the living, or he is the living embodiment of you. Go out and you do the work. You just do the yeah. thing that you that you're known for. And and um, what's beautiful, and I'm glad they said it in in the documentary as well. Those last forty seconds is some of the greatest sequence you ever see. Yeah, and I can and like you, I don't think I can't think of. I mean, you could do a top 10 of all those sequences, but this was just pure poetry. Those I mean, last 40 seconds of that game. I mean, you think about this, Akeem. He's the only bull, he, he's the only bull that touched the ball in, that, in those yeah. last 40 yeah. seconds. Yeah. There's no other player that touched the ball from the Chicago Bulls until the game ended. You know? I mean, it's... it's Hey man, I don't know, man. It's it's just I, I I just I just can't I just can't believe it, man. And then you know Bob Carlson's with the call, you know. I just I always remember Bob Carlson's voice, you know, because it was so vivid. Seventeen seconds, seventeen seconds between game seven, yeah, between what game seven and championship number six. Oh my yes. goodness, man! And the thing is, you know, it's another thing that I and, and as, as a basketballer. You'll understand it more than I guess people that wouldn't play basketball that are listening in. The 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 patience that it takes, the confidence and the patience of how that play actually played out. Because remember, now you're down by one. Any someone who isn't as as uh, how can I put it? Someone who's not as in tune as they need to be would have probably rushed that ball up and probably tried to go into the lane and probably turn the ball over or whatever. Just not not gotten a good shot. MJ came down, looked at the clock. You can see him looking up at the clock, looking at where the offensive players are setting up. And they all knew. You even heard. I mean, hey, Pippen is like, yo, I knew. I, I, what are you thinking? I was thinking, get the hell out the way. <laughs> Robin is like, yo, man. I was like, yo, man, there's no way this motherfucker's passing the ball. I don't care if it's John Paxton or Steve Kerr. There's no, he's taking the last shot. So everyone knew what they needed to do and they spread the floor out. Which goes back to the fundamentals of the game. You spread the floor out. MJ then looks up at looks up at the clock, and then you can see him literally as he's making his moves. He's reading his defender's um, body, and his and a good offensive player will always do that. You look at how your defensive player is playing you, and you look at the person's legs. And if you've done your your scouting report, then you'll know the tendencies of the player on defense. And that's why Jordan spoke about him always being on his toes. So in other words, he's too, he, he, he's, you know, you get these defenders that are too, you can be a great defender, but when you're too anxious, I don't know what the right word is, but you, you almost press too hard to try and get the ball and you overreact on small plays. So he then made the move, 
knew that Byron Russell was going to bite on it and think he was going to go all the way. And that crossover, you know, the controversial one, which people say he pushed off, which he absolutely did not push off on. You know, the no crossover, push off. No, no push, push off. off, no push off. The crossover brings it back, gathers. But now here's the thing is his shots were, were, were short for majority of the second half of the game because he was carrying the team. He got tired. So his shots were all hitting the front rim. So he knew the flick of the wrist, keep the hand up there. Literally went back to the fundamental. That's what makes it the most beautiful, picturesque shot. Literally had to put that extra flick of the wrist in, had to go all legs. You could see he literally went back to, to, you know, to, to high school. You know what I mean? And was using the fundamentals that he learned from there. Got up, boom. You see the arc, you see the flick of the wrist, and it's nothing but net. That is, I mean, you, hey man, I'm getting, <laughs> you you know, I'm about to, you know, He's, I'm, a, yeah, hey man. You're I'm about to cry too. I'm about to you're cry about to, Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I need yeah, to chill, yeah. I need to chill. Okay, yeah, but yeah, it was, it was brilliant, it was brilliant. It, it, it's beautiful, and even at the end when Phil Jackson's hugging him saying that was beautiful, and he says, I had faith, I believed. Yeah, I believed, and, and, yeah. And, and, and that's the key thing, and, and um, yeah, man, I mean, to have the presence of mind to, because what I always think about when he steals the ball from Malone, if Malone had turned around, Honasek is open yes. for an easy layup. Yes, <laughs> yes, an easy layup. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jordan, mean, Jordan, yeah. But if you look at the play, I mean, he was, Jordan was very smart about it as well. So he didn't, he didn't overreact on the play. So he could, he still had, uh, Hornacek, um, um, in his periphery. In his, in his side you know line. what I mean? So you know how you gotta have the triangle between your, you know, between the ball and the defensive player. So he could still see Hornacek, yeah. but he knew, he knew. I mean, and that's just basketball. That's just basketball brilliance. That's just knowledge of the game. He knew that, that, that Malone would not see him coming. Yeah. So that yeah. little pause still had Honasek in, 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 his, in his eyesight though, but that little pause and then went all black cat on him and jumped on that ball. <laughs> <laughs> Malone didn't know what him. Malone just falls to the floor like what the hell is going on? Oh man, and that was it. Absolutely. And that was, that it. was it. And, um, and as, as, as the series obviously comes to a close, it's been... Five weeks, obviously, the world is in a, in a, we, we've never been in this scenario before a pandemic. And these, 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 these episodes have brought some kind of relief or respite from, from, from the real horrors of what's, what's happening. And, yeah. um, I thought their reflections on, 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 um, on why the dynasty was broken up. What did you, what did you make of those sort of final thoughts? Reinsdorf and even even Jordan saying, you know, I'm gonna miss iPad Michael, by the way, looking at yeah. the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what that was your, I mean, I, I agree with, with Jordan. Like with, with anything, you if you tell a bunch of people, yo, let's run this back one more time. Sure. They're not gonna say no. no I mean, even though Phil Jackson was saying he was tired and he felt and I think he was th- looking at it from the point of view of I got to work with this other Jerry again and that stress. But yeah. if they all, if Reinsdorf had been more forceful, I think, like Jordan was saying, you convince them to come back. They will come back. Um, yeah, I think they definitely would have, they definitely would have come What's back. What's your I thought? Think, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, we're, we're ballers. You always want to run it back. You think of playground ball, 
you it's almost it's it's actually it's 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 blasphemous to the game to walk away from uh, a half court you know ball and 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 you without having lost the game you know what i mean you have to literally have a team beat you guys before you get off so it's 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 it, it, it leaves a bit of a bitter taste in 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 my mouth in all honesty but at the same time i think it left i think it ended perfectly you know mm, mm. um so their whole thing is yeah but you know we didn't want to see you know um the team age you know you saw what happened with um, with the Boston Celtics and Larry Bird and all of those guys um and that was their rationale behind it so i understand that and i i, I get that but as a basketball purist as a basketball player you know i'm i'm not buying that rather i would rather get old you know what i mean i'd rather get old and and start to break down because then we know i mean if it's time for us to move on we're old and we've broken down but we gave it a shot you know um and they just didn't yeah, they, unfortunately no, they, they just didn't uh, get that opportunity and, and here's the weird thing which here's the funny thing is that you know they were talking about yeah no we we want to break this thing down so we can rebuild but you end up you look at the Celtics and now the Celtics ended up winning a championship and rebuilding you know faster than the Bulls have you know the Celtics are now you know I mean they won the championship <laughs> now with Paul Pierce and them in in 2000 2008 2009 and uh you know now the bulls haven't won anything since jordan and them left so they they're technically still rebuilding I and mean, if you look at them now and their record you know they've still got quite a quite a long way to go so i guess any future general managers need to kind of look at this as a case study to realize that you know what jerry krauss is you know probably one of the greatest gms of all time but uh you know this this is probably not the way you want to try and end a dynasty or rebuild a dynasty whichever way you want to look at it Well, it's interesting you say that because as you know, they've just hired a new general manager. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens coming out. Who has the, the Bulls have? The Bulls have, yes. They've oh, just really? hired a new Yeah, yeah. So, there's a new squad coming through next season. Uh, so let's see. <laughs> And tell me, is Reinsdorf is still the owner, right? He's still the owner. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, look. Sure. Man, what a what a way to close it out. Um, I love the what Phil Jackson did with them that ceremony you know writing yeah. the poem it's just so uh, it's, it's so uh, Phil Jackson episode. though right very, <laughs> Phil, very Jackson, Phil Jackson <laughs> very Phil Jackson and um it was just beautiful man i i i shed a couple of tears when i was watching this last i was it was it yeah. was so moving no it was um it and was. um we 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 love this so much we're going to next week we're going to still talk some more about the last dance um and um and share our thoughts and and uh, and so on so going to be looking forward to that anything else you want to add before we sign off no man that's 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 your job i don't know i'm trying to take your your job be you know it's a team effort you know you do you this There is what you go. do this is what you do <laughs> <laughs> pass me the rock on the 45 let me take it home <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> oh man, once again this was great. Uh looking forward to chatting more next week. The smoothness. Thank you very much, sir. Looking forward to it. Peace. What? Once again is on.